0: In recent years, especially during the pandemic, there has been a rise in authoritarian governments around the world. There has been a rise in violation of human rights and increasing paranoia among individuals towards the government officials and powerful elites. There has been a growing interest in alternative ways of living like agorism, libertarianism and counter-economics. In this episode, we are going to explore the idea of agorism. What is agorism? Why should we adopt it? And how to become an agorist through practical and moderate means? So keep listening and if you find this podcast useful, please like, share and subscribe. So what is agorism? In the late 1970s, anarchist, activist and writer Samuel E. Konkin III released his book, The New Libertarian Manifesto, presenting his case for a new strain of libertarianism. The philosophy behind the New Libertarian movement was agorism, named after the agora, the Greek word for marketplace. Conkin said, an agorist is one who acts consistently for freedom and in freedom. Agorism is a libertarian philosophy that seeks to create a society free of coercion and force by using black and grey markets in the underground or illegal economy to siphon away the power and money from the state. Konkin termed the strategy counter-economics, which he considered to be all peaceful economic activity that takes place outside the purview and control of the state. This includes competing currencies, community gardening schemes, tax resistance and operating businesses without license. Agorism also extends to the creation of alternative education programs, free schools or skill shares and independent media ventures that counter the establishment narrative. Also essential to the growth of agorism is public support of entrepreneurs who actively do business outside the state's license and regulation. Agorism advocates for gradual withdrawal of state support through what Konkin described as profitable civil disobedience. Starving the state of its revenue and purpose by transferring these responsibilities over to decentralized institutions is the most feasible way to achieve free markets. Let me give you a few examples of agorism. If you buy from the farmer's market or a roadside stall, instead of buying from a supermarket where they'll give you a tax receipt, then guess what? You're an agorist. Instead of buying a shirt from a mall, you buy a piece of fabric and give it to your grandmother who's really good at tailoring. And let's say she starts stitching you really nice shirts and you pay for her services. Then... Guess what? You and your grandmother are now agorists. So why agorism? Why should we adopt agorism? Agorism promotes self-reliance and independence. It is a process that evolves past the state and makes it obsolete. We cannot disregard the state completely. Let's have no illusions about this. But evolving and transacting beyond the state is very much in our power. Today, agorism is rapidly growing and evolving in countless manifestations. I would give you three main reasons to adopt agorism. Firstly, it's a great way of defunding and delegitimizing the tyrannical aspects of the state. In the past few years, we've noticed how governments around the world are excessively monitoring controlling and subjugating their population. But they are only able to do this with our cooperation and our funding of their machinery, mainly through our taxes. Agorism can be a great antidote to tyrannical, centralized powers. And non-cooperation is an effective technique used by prominent freedom fighters historically, such as Gandhi, Bhagat Singh, Martin Luther King. Of course, some of their non-cooperation techniques included violence, but that is completely up to you. There is a time for everything. There is a time for non-violence and there is a time for violence as well. Maybe not right now. Agorists usually prefer a non-violent and non-aggressive way of resistance. Therefore, agorism is a great way of sterilizing the unchecked power of the state non-violently. Secondly, agorism makes you more self-reliant and independent. If you start growing your own fruits and vegetables, if you start producing your own goods and services, and if you exchange these services and products in an open market within your community, without the intervention of the state or any big corporation, that will obviously make you more self-reliant, independent and resilient. And there is great joy derived from relying on yourself And your community rather than depending on the government or a big corporation, like a slave, like a domesticated animal. Generally, when agorists talk about boycotting, they only talk about boycotting the state or the government. I would say that we need to boycott not just states, but also big corporations. Because today, big corporations like Amazon and Facebook are behaving like governments. Amazon doesn't intend on merely treating their consumers as individuals to whom they have to sell their products. They also take their consumers' data and stores them. They also try to govern their consumers' buying habits. Similarly, Facebook tries to govern their users' thinking habits. They tell their users, this is what you can talk about and this is what you cannot talk about. So big corporations like Google, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, are all behaving like governments. Therefore, ideally an agorist should not only boycott and move away from the state's tyrannical powers, but also from the tyrannical powers of big corporations. And thirdly, agorism promotes environmental sustainability and reduces pollution. Growing vegetables in your land reduces the need for transportation. And if you make your own soap, instead of buying an imported soap from a supermarket that comes with three layers of plastic wrapping, you're obviously contributing towards less plastic being dumped in our oceans. So if you genuinely care about our environment, stop screaming and shouting like Greta Thunberg and adopt an agorist lifestyle. There are many other reasons To support agorism. These are the three main reasons that I could think of. So now that you are convinced that being an agorist would be great for you as an individual and for the community of people around you, the next question that arises in our mind is, then how do we adopt agorism? You don't have to do anything extreme. You don't have to abandon your belongings and live off grid unless that's what you desire. Many of you who are watching or listening to this podcast live in cities. Don't worry. You don't have to move anywhere. You just need to take small practical steps and follow this consistently. Personally, I am not for extreme algorithm at the moment. I am for practical algorithm. There are many individuals in conspiracy communities in Telegram and Twitter who talk about doing extreme things like moving away from cities and living off grid. However, I don't think it's ideal at the moment because there is an ongoing war on individuality and on our consciousness and cities are at the forefront of this war. If I move off grid, that would be like me retreating from the war. I would want to be at the forefront of this war. When you're in a city, you can influence other people. You can connect to other people. You can make new friends and uh, connections. You can go to the court, you can go to the media and talk about agorism and libertarianism and these uh, tyrannical activities of the government. You can't do that if you're living off grid. So at the moment I am only advocating for practical agorism within the city because I think it's more potent. Imagine living within the city, living within their system of tyranny and subjugation and being sort of like a virus who is trying to dismantle the system from within. That to me is much more powerful than living completely outside the realm of the government. An agorist lifestyle could be as simple as bartering of goods such as homegrown produce, meat, baked goods, beverages, as well as bartering of services such as household and car repairs, babysitting and so on. It also involves normal buying and selling with money but favoring interactions with fellow agorists. Those who adopt this lifestyle will typically identify as agorists and seek community with like-minded people. Agorists typically do not participate in politics. In general and to the extent possible, agorists bypass and disregard the state. They continuously strive for the goals of living free of state coercion and minimizing the resources they make available to the state. Moreover, their lifestyle helps delegitimize the state. They provide clear proof that in the absence of government, there is flourishing happiness, peace and progress. This is very important because I see in libertarian agorist and uh, conspiracy communities on telegram and Twitter, people screaming so much people fighting amongst themselves and uh, people talking about how their uh, way of fighting the government and how their way of fighting tyranny is the most ideal way. Don't scream so much, don't talk so much, don't tweet so much. Instead act, be a shining example. You don't have to do anything extreme. You just need to start taking small steps and inspire others to take small steps of living outside the subjugation and control of the government through small agorist methods. Day after day, Uh, there are numerous examples for agorism like private tutoring, homeschooling, gardening services, farmers market, local community protection services, wine making, soap making, candle making, and so much more. And now we have technology that can help us realize our agorist goals. Sites such as OLX, Quicker, Craigslist and eBay generate an enormous volume of trade between private parties. There is no central physical marketplace for the state to identify. The state's ability to regulate and tax these marketplaces is virtually non-existent. How do you tax someone who sells a table on OLX, right? <laughs> the awesome power of modern technology has changed algorithm itself. Evolving from its traditional roots in simple bartering, the information age brings agorism into the 21st century. Examples of technology that can be used to practice agorism include cryptocurrencies, 3D printers, proxy websites and so much more. Agorism will give you two amazing results, a psychological result and a strategic result. Those who are explicitly agorist tend to experience the psychological sense of inner freedom and true self ownership. The state is absent from their interactions. So when the state is not owning you or when the state is not controlling you, you have that inner freedom within you. You start to feel like you're owning yourself and your own actions and your business and your interactions. There is an Indian term for this. It's called Swaraj apart from psychological result, there is also a strategic result that benefits everyone, not just agorists. Because agorism in all its forms, draws resources away from the state and reaffirms the irrelevancy of the state and thus helps in decentralization of power, which empowers the individual, which empowers you and me. So to conclude, The state offers nothing of much value. It produces only one thing, which is coercive force, with its resulting ugliness and misery. And like any bully, that is all it has. That is its natural limit. But free people have everything to offer. Agorism can be a formally adopted lifestyle, or merely the natural inclination to interact voluntarily with others in peace. Either way, we create and build, we cooperate, we sing, we dance and we love, we educate and we grow and we get better at it all the time. So why not do it without the intervention of the state, without its coercion, tyranny and theft? I personally don't call myself an anarchist because I cannot imagine living without a state. I don't know how a stateless society would be like. But I do believe that going in a libertarian direction and exploring options for the individual to get rid of state's control is is truly freeing. It makes me feel more independent and self-responsible. If you found this podcast useful, please like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or podcast addict, please click the follow button and leave your valuable comments in the comment section. You can also follow me on Instagram at the labyrinth.podcast. Thank you for watching this or listening to this and have a great day.